when will it end? Listeners, we're doing something different this week. Life is a little crazy, and we're shuffling around the schedule a little bit. But as we prepare to dive in to the slick, smooth, beautiful world of the Oceans Verse, that's right, Oceans 11, 12, 13, 8? We're putting together a little clip package for you, a, a new format we're calling Required Reading. And by that, I mean I just said that, and we'll see if Charles listens to this and does anything with that for, I don't know, tagging or thematic purposes. But yes, hello, it's Josh of Josh and Charles fame, taking you through a little fun glimpse into the media, the interviews, the features, the reviews around the one and only Ocean's Eleven, the first movie of our new series. So let's start out with a little bit of fun here. I don't know about you, but I love a little bit of fun. Um, the, the, the media, look, the media loves them. They're hunky. They're charming. They're famous. It's movie stars. So here's a couple clip packages on Brad Pitt and George Clooney just sort of uh, having a bit of fun on the old interview circuit about Ocean's Eleven and uh, answers the big question, do these guys prank? Yeah, you better fucking believe they prank. George Clooney, legendary pranker. You think you can prank? I don't think you can. Not like him. He's the goat. Goat Clooney, prank God. Let's hear it. Did you ever pull a prank on Brad? The act of Look not at- pulling a prank. That was the problem. It's the fact that he did not pull a prank. He's notorious for Yet. pranks. Okay. He'll ride pranks out for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was much pranking going on. And uh, I made the mistake of lending out my room key. And uh, then it hit me, whoa, whoa, what did I do? What did I do? And for then, for the next two months preceding, I... I come home and spend about 45 minutes searching my room. It was brutal. Well, once I heard that he was checking his room every night, then I... No, I just stayed home. I did a lot of reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. I bet we can find a picture of you in there, too. He's I have a, a quick impersonation. <laughs> exactly. The whole idea of doing this movie, from day one, minute one... It was a bad idea. Bad, bad, bad. bad it was idea. a bad idea. I'd like to apologize now for it. But we've changed the title... Oh, dear. Is that right? Yeah, it's Harry Potter 2. <laughs> good, good, yeah, thing. good plan. Always yeah. using the noodle right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little wizardry. Good idea, man. You're in or you're out. Right now. And whose idea was it to have him eat the whole time? Like he never eats <clears throat> His anything. idea. His idea. Huh? Yeah. No, uh, that, yeah. yeah. It just kind of started. Didn't stop. You know, well, he, he eats. It out he eats. He does, nothing happens yeah, to him. He eats. He doesn't. He's got a system on him. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, yeah. I know. This is just another reason to hate him. There's plenty of reason to hate him, let me tell you. you turn ahead. that camera off and I'll tell you talk. some stories. I just like at the end when you just finally have had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I use my breasts to get other people's attention. We both do that. You made a guest appearance on Friends. Yes, I did. You yes, I did. Did you too? Yeah. First yeah. year. I played a doctor. You're cool. I play doctor pretty much all the time. I'll take a look at him. Oh, thank you. Michael. Rachel. What? Monica. Oh, hi. Mike. It was it was such fun. It was such fun. Yeah. I I, I love that show. It makes me happy. It's always made me happy. I don't know what it is about that show. This is long before I met my wife. Are you gonna be okay? Well, I'll I'll be fine. Just. God, I hate it, Ross. I hate her. And they graciously uh, accepted me on the show, and it was great fun, man. Grateful. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing that speech. A little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. That was good. I liked it. Have you ever stolen anything, ever? Why are bad questions going around today? 
Oh, because oh, we're thieves. Yeah. We're thieves. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what Matthew stole, but you got to give first. Uh, all right. Stole anything ever? Yeah. I just, once I stole uh, a, a stole 67 cars. Chevy. Did you really? Other than that, nothing. Other than the, a car. Yeah. Right? I steal hearts. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, it is good fun. Yeah. Great fun. We're all really happy with it, yeah. So you're playing a, a, a gentleman thief. That's right, the, the, the gentleman story. thief. Yeah. Have you ever stolen something in your life, probably as a kid? Not really. It never really worked for me. I was always the guy who, if I crossed those lines, I was the guy who was going to get caught. Everyone else would get away with it, but I would get caught. It didn't really work for me. So I attempted a few times when I was young, and you know, from like the grocery store or something, and my mom uh, made me return it. So it wasn't my calling. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and beside, and the idea of jail just. I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Me in jail would yeah. just be a disaster. Yeah, right. Um, or success, depending on how you look at it. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys shooting that movie in, in Vegas, right? Yes. Yeah. What a strange place. America's playground. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Vegas? Oh, I love Vegas. There's nothing else like it. I like Vegas, though, in short bursts. You hit it hard, you get out of there, because it'll kill you. But it's amazing. You know, it's in the desert. And you, you, you drive to Vegas. It's like from L.A. It's like a four- to six-hour drive, depending on how badly you're speeding. And uh, you pull up in the, at night, and it's dark, and you're in the, it's just black. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing this glow on the horizon, and you get there, and the, the light show is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal place. Yeah. I saw the, the premiere um, of that movie on, on television. And there oh, really? Yeah. And there was... Uh, oh, our premiere. Uh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, and a reporter asked Clooney, how was it to shoot the movie with Brad Pitt? And I'm sure he said something really, really yeah, nice. Yeah. I said, okay, it's, it's always a risk with Matt and Brad, so, but we give them a lift. <laughs> So what do you think about that? That, you know, Clooney was slumming, and, uh, and uh, listen, whatever he needs to believe, we just allow him, we allow him to do it, because he's out of his mind, clinically, clinically, yeah. We have several interventions for him, too. He's weekly in Vegas, they didn't take. We're worried about his soul. Sticking to the celebrity angle on the cast, because let's admit it, you got Matt Damon, you got Bradley Pitt, the aforementioned Goat Clooney, the prank master, Julia Roberts is in this, Bernie Mac, a young Casey Affleck, my God. So uh, this is sort of a fun little thing we saw where a pink legendary pop icon, pink, interviewed Ocean's Eleven, and it's, uh, well, let's just say things get a little steamy. Hey, everybody's all set inside the theater. The movie's going to start any minute. And while everyone in here is watching the movie, you sent Pink out to one of the stars of Ocean's Eleven, something we like to call a cameo. Pink bonded with the stars. She, she brought them gifts. Uh, if you listen really closely, you can actually hear her moan in ecstasy when uh, Brad Pitt kisses her. So anyway, while you guys are checking that out at home, everybody here, enjoy the movie. Yeah! What's up? I'm Pink. I'm a reporter today. Ocean's Eleven, awesome movie. I got to see it first. I'm interviewing all those people. Well, George Clooney, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, and Julia Roberts. 
and uh, I have to act sophisticated and keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. I've got interesting questions to ask. Is Julia a good kisser? Do you think I'd be better? First up is Matt Damon. I don't think he's ready for me. Hi. How you doing? I brought you an album because I know you're oh, really? dying to have it. <laughs> All right, well, my CD's called Misunderstood, so my question is... What do you think people might misunderstand about you? What do you think people might... I mean, I, I don't know what the conception of me is, really. I mean, I can tell you what I thought. I don't know what other people think. I think you're a genius. I think you're incredibly talented. And I think you're incredibly sexy. Well, clearly, I'm totally misunderstood. <laughs> is there anything you want me to ask you? Um, Besides for your phone number? <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was cool meeting Hope you. Hope this didn't suck for Nothing you. Suck I know it sometimes can. Yeah, <laughs> Hello. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? Good. We'll see you in a bit. All right. I just passed Brad Pitt in the hallway. Woo! It's getting hot in here. Oh, God, I'm not ready for this one. I can't breathe. I'm going to interview Brad Pitt. Wish me luck. Hi. Hi, Pink. How are you doing? How the hell are you? How the hell are you? I'm Jesus good. Christ, you're looking good. Thank you. You too. Oh, I brought you a good gift. Fun. What'd you get? Muchas gracias. The wig was sexy. The doctor wig. Someone called for a doctor? I'm going to give you a little history on that. Okay. Apparently, it was the Austin Powers double wig. I thought it was hot. Do you gamble? Yes, I do. I gamble with love. Uh-oh. What's your favorite game? Blackjack. Me too. I went in with 100 bucks and stayed on the table for an hour and a half and walked away with 55 bucks. Not That's that impressive. <laughs> really not that impressive. I thought it was. No. <laughs> this is fun. Pink, which zipper do you use on the boot? Because there's a front zipper. Well, and two this sides one doesn't zippers. work, but these two do. So. Saucy. Yeah, they're fun. Saucy. I got them for free. Nice. Yeah, the free um, stuff's cool. Isn't yeah. It? I think you're brilliant. Pink, thanks, man. I'm not good at this. And I'm usually on the other I. side of things, so, and I'm not good at that either. We're perfect. <laughs> Hey. I just watched the making of your video. Uh-oh. I brought you a present. Self-promotion is, is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the greatest CD I've ever seen. I got a really interesting question for you that you probably haven't heard five times today. Let's hear it. Is Julia a good kisser? Um, yes, she is. Yeah? We spent about six months rehearsing the kiss. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, show up at her place and, you know, we just, you know, kiss. Practice. We're still working on it because in case there's a sequel. That's fun. You're fun. I like you. <laughs> See, I'm more fun than Matt Damon, aren't I? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I heard you're a big prankster. I don't know, maybe. I toilet papered 98 degrees this bus, but they got really mad at me. You'll like this. It's easy and it's impossible to get. Like AT&T Message Center, instead of having a phone machine. Anybody who has those, if they're dialing in and they punch in a code, change their outgoing message, which is some of the funniest things you've ever done in your life, and then change the code so they can't change it. Oh, my God. He's like, give me the code. That's the best one I heard of ever. Hey, thanks. Thank you. You're great. Actually. Thank you. Yeah, with my clammy hands. I just came out from interviewing George Clooney. He is so cool. Now we get to go with the females. How are you doing, Julia? Nice to meet you. Have you talked to the boys yet? Yeah. And how's it going? <laughs> it was cool. Brad made me a little nervous. Brad makes everybody nervous. <laughs> is George a good kisser? 
Um, George didn't really kiss. He didn't? No. It was really hot that day. Maybe he was tired, but at one point I was like, dude, <laughs> pucker up, something. <laughs> he said that you kept knocking on his trailer door to practice the love scenes. Well, there were a lot of love scenes I got cut out of the movie. They were very violent and very <laughs> nude and sexy, and they all got cut out. And yes, we, we labored over them for days. Okay, Labor-intensive love scenes. I just have to say, you inspired me to wear thigh highs and to be sexy. I think you rock. I love you. Let's just, let's just do everything here. I'm a fan. I want to give you this. That's my new album. Thank you. Yeah. What, what, your hair's not pink. I'm, no, I'm not really surprised. <laughs> not anymore. What's I had your, to do the blonde Your thing. name's not really pink. What's Alicia. Your, how does your mom feel that you're pink now? It took her a little getting used to, yeah. but now she calls me pink. So. She does? Yeah. Pink. Come to dinner. Yeah. Are what? you having fun? What? I'm having fun with you. Thanks. Well, that's all. Thanks. I just think you rock. Thank you. Pink. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for the CD. Thank you. Flattery and gifts. <laughs> Yay! Julia rocks! I'm done. I'm out of here. Today was good. I had so much fun. I hope I wasn't too much of a dork. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> when we're talking stars, let's break down the list. Goat Clooney Prankmaster. Julia Roberts. Those are it. Those are the two stars in my mind. There are no others. Distant third, Bradley Cooper. This is a 2014 interview with uh, Clooney and Roberts talking about how they first met in a freaking hotel. Wow, what is this? A real-life movie? No. It's a featurette from a thing. It's the soundtrack of George's life. Yeah, listen, you wouldn't recognize me if you didn't hear this. Cats have bells. George has ice. Okay, here's a very provocative-sounding answer. Mm-hmm. The Chateau Marmont. That's true. That's true. We wanted her... This was for uh, Oceans. Mm-hmm. And, and we had been long-reported best friends and had never met before. No. We met in a hotel room in the Chateau. Dun-dun-dun-dun. With Steve Sorber. Yeah. And uh, we'd heard that she was making... Uh, <laughs> 20 a picture at that point, so we offered her $20. They sent me the script with a $20 bill in it. <laughs> and, uh, and then she said yes. That's true. That's and that was true. 2000, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Not that long ago, really. It's not. It seems when. Yeah. Feels like a, a lifetime. A lot longer than <laughs> When I say the word or the name Julia Roberts, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? When you say the name Julia Roberts, <clears throat> the first thing that. Hang on. <laughs> Um, Easy killer. I'm just gonna sit here smiling. Are you gonna smile? Are you still here? Uh-huh. Yeah. And okay. uh, then I then I will say <laughs> elegant. And Julia, this is for the you. second thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I wasn't finished. <laughs> Let me finish. One thing you guys can't live out, live without on a movie set. Let me let me let me think about that for a <laughs> um, Ice. <laughs> I was gonna say coffee. Let's say iced coffee. Um, what, what what really is it? What would really be like? What's a what would be something that you really need on a set? Um, a sense of camaraderie. Oh, that's right. Very, making very nice. Answers. No, but that's how we. That's yeah. you and I. Definitely, yeah. that's how we function. Mm-hmm is knowing that this is a team and a family and a group. Mm-hmm. That's how we that's how we function. Right. So camaraderie and ice. 
And is there one person or an actor or a director or something that you draw, you draw the most inspiration from? George. <laughs> well, you know, we both have uh, we have uh, both had great uh, changes in our careers and our lives because of Steven Soderbergh. Quite honestly, mm -hmm. who directed us in several things and sort of changed my way of looking at how to make films and the kind of films I wanted to be involved in. And uh, and with Julia directing her to win her Oscar with Aaron Brockovich. So thank you for bringing that up. You did win an Oscar. I asked you to, and you did it so naturally. It didn't even seem like I asked you to. And it's it's right here. If you'd like to <laughs> um, but I think he's been a he's been a big influence yes. on both of us. I think. Yes. Uh, Julie, do you remember your rap hit on Ocean's Eleven? Hmm, let me think. Mm. Yes, on Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. it was um, a rap gift slash birthday present. And it was a big, giant, gorgeous diamond necklace, I mean bracelet that the boys gave me, a Tiffany bracelet. It was beautiful. And it was so unexpected that when you said, you know what we got you, I said, diamonds, and you went... Wait, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, that like, oh, yeah, we did do diamonds. And when's the last time you guys have been to the movies? Like, just when it wasn't... Together? Well, not together, necessarily, <laughs> but when it wasn't a premiere, do you guys go to the movie theater? Um, yes, a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I, well, I go to the movies pretty regularly. I'm a movie-goer. You're and a movie. Do you? Uh, I go sometimes. I have, a, I have a movie theater in my house, and so I have people Isn't over... nice? On Sundays, and you know, sometimes some people, some people are invited. Not all people. Not, not everyone. Not everyone is invited. In this room is invited. Right. Um, and I, we watch movies on Sundays there, too. But I like going to... It's fun. A comedy is really fun to go to a, a big theater and see because it's fun to be in a big room full of people and laughing. It wouldn't be a full look at this series if we didn't hear from the Berg himself. That's right. Stevie Sodes, the director man. Uh, in, in this interview titled I'm Quick and I'm Cheap, he talks about how important the Clune dog relationship is. Yes, Goat Clooney, the prank lord, and uh, talks a little bit about what it's like to kind of bring his auteur like lens to a, a big Hollywood movie like Ocean's Eleven. It's from 2011. Wow, that's a lot of 11s, two to be exact. How important, this is a ridiculous question, how important has your relationship with Clooney been over the years? Oh, me? huge. I mean, I think both of us would tell you that meeting at that time on that movie was, uh, I don't know what my career would be. I, I honestly don't. We, we, we needed, we, we both needed what the other person had. And that's why I think we ended up as partners for a while. There was just something, we liked the same kind of movies, we have the same kind of work ethic. You know, it was just, again the right place at the right time and and that's you know god we made six movies together how much was this sincerely the oceans one two and three um one for us one for the studio you know i think that's that's an idea that someone who doesn't make films would come up with and certainly no one who knows me would ever characterize me that way they're all for me you know I like making those movies those movies are good for me it's it's good for me to be it's good for me to have opportunities to be playful and not serious and they also visually 
give me the opportunity to do things that I can't do in any other film because it wouldn't be appropriate. So I, I've never, I can't work for two years on something that isn't for me. Like I just, I couldn't do it, you know. But every once in a while, something comes along that that I like, that I would get in line to go see, that happens to also have commercial potential. So that was just, that was good luck for me. The fact that you're also your own director of photography on most of them, if not all of them, um, is how, isn't that just really hard work? It seems organic to me. You know, it seems, it doesn't seem to be an extra thing to do to me. I guess because um, I have pretty um, clear ideas of what I want to see and what I want it to look like. And so, and that's how I started. I mean, I shot all my short films and the sort of 11 years after Sex Lies prior to Traffic of working with other cinematographers, I took advantage of them and sort of sucked their brains as much as I could and asked a lot of questions and never left the set to try and build up enough of a, a skill set to do it myself. It's just one less conversation I have to have, one less layer of interpretation for me, and, and it enables me to move quickly, which I like. I think you ask any of the actors... You know, when they get when they show up on the set in the morning, they work until they leave. There's no there's no waiting around. It's fast, and that I trade that momentum for the fact that I'm not Emmanuel Lubezki or Harris Savides. Like those guys are, those guys are on another level. You know, but I'm quick and cheap. <laughs> Really cheap. Last and most certainly least, it would not be a when will it end episode unless we dunked in some form on Roger Ebert, uh, even if just by letting him talk and express himself on his own terms. So here is Roger Ebert's review of Ocean's Eleven. Take it away, Raj. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. You want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? You gotta be nuts. Exactly. Okay, so it's not Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, but there's still plenty of fun and finesse in this new version of the 1960 classic. This time, George Clooney plays Danny Ocean, a smooth operator just out of the joint. He's looking for a new challenge to get his juices flowing, so why not knock off not one, but three Vegas casinos? Two, one. Let's check the batteries. He enlists a thieving dream team to pull off the heist, including Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. Don't use seven words when four will do. Don't shift your weight. Look always at your mark, but don't stare. Be specific, but not memorable. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you and then forget you the moment you've left his sight. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't under any circumstance. Russ. Yeah. Can you take a look at this? Sure. Yesterday, I walked out of the joint. Everybody has a lot of doubts except Clooney. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech. A little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. was good. I liked it. One of the targets is a casino run by a vicious, suave character played by Andy Garcia. 
it's not entirely a coincidence that he also happens to be romancing Ocean's ex-wife. I like the chemistry between Julia Roberts and George Clooney. Their snappy, sly repartee is reminiscent of Bogey and Bacall. Now they tell me that I paid my debt to society. Funny, I never got a check. You're not wearing your ring. I sold it. I don't have a husband or didn't you get the papers? My last day inside. I told you I'd write. Director Steven Soderbergh shows here that in addition to heavy movies like Traffic or Aaron Brockovich, he can also make pure entertainment. Ocean's Eleven is not so much about the plot and the payoff as it is about the characters and their charm and the way they bat around this dialogue, which is so funny and filled with wry humor and perfect delivery. I thought the movie was a lot of fun. I give it three stars, and I'm Roger Ebert, ABC7 News. Well, okay. Thanks for joining us on a little research dip into the great archive we call the interweb. To learn more about Ocean's Eleven, we'll be back next week with our actual Ocean's Eleven episode. And instead of just me talking into the void, we'll have the svelte form of Charles Hobby joining us back on the airwaves. Uh, he, he, The nose job he got, should the swelling should have settled in a little bit, because right now it's just bandages, uh, swelling, he's on an IV drip, but all that should be settled, and uh, he just got self-conscious about the nose, which I understand. I mean, I have to look at it for hours when we record. So, you know, good for him. This is about being the best Charles he can be, and I think we're all going to be excited to welcome him back. So, Charles, we're all rooting for you, buddy, and until then, stay tuned, and of course, we're on Patreon. Uh, Why won't it end? That's pretty clever, right? Anyways, it's been your boy Josh. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 